0: Listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conlon. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. In this episode, we are talking to the lovely and wise Audrey Roloff. You might know it from Beating 50% or from her clothing line, Always More, or you might know her and her husband, Jeremy, from the show on TLC, Little People, Big World. We talk about marriage, we talk about mission, we talk about finding the common thread. If you are in several different areas of mission or if you have multiple passions, and I know you will be encouraged by this wise and wonderful and strong woman of God. you are so blessed to get to listen to this interview. I cannot wait to dig in and hear from this mission-minded woman, Audrey Roloff. Thank you for joining (laughs) us today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so fun. I'm so glad that we get to connect here too. It's just awesome. Same. Okay. You have got your
0: hands in a lot of different areas. You've got your, your irons in a bunch of different fires. Will you just give us a snippet what I see the connecting piece is you are a very mission-minded woman. You are going after what God's called you to, but what Mm -hmm. does that look like? What does life look like right now?
1: Yeah. You say that and I'm like, yep. Got my hand in too many buckets it's it's become more of a problem than it is like an achievement <laughs> yeah. but yes we are doing a lot of things for listeners listening like probably the most common way that people would know of me or who I am my husband grew up on a reality television show called little people big world and we've been we did that you know our wedding was on the show and all of that and then the first four years of our marriage we filmed for that and then this past year have stepped back we actually no longer film for the show just so that we can focus more on the things that we do do really feel are our mission and I know calling is like a big, scary word, but just to be able to press more into the things that we really feel like God is leading us to do and speak out about and the means that we feel he is calling us to do that. And so, yeah, so we have a huge, huge heart for marriage and relationships and just inspiring people to prepare more for their marriage than their wedding day. That's like a big thing for us. So we launched this sort of community blog resource for people preparing for marriage. And then kind of in that newlywed season of marriage, life. We do not proclaim to be experts by any means, but we just kind of like share what we've learned from our failures and from older, wiser mentors who've poured into us. And it's kind of our overflow of just like, wow, we've been so blessed with just wise counsel when it comes to marriage. And so we're just sharing what we've learned from them and, and then our own failures. So that resource is called beating 50%. It's a blog and we've created some other resources from that. And then we also have a clothing line based on my sort of life mission and mantra which is always more and it comes from the verse in Ephesians three twenty. now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine and it started as a motivational running reminder I was a collegiate mm-hmm. distance runner and then it kind of translated over into you know like giving more to your marriage, giving more in motherhood, giving more as a working woman, giving more in just all these aspects of your life. And then also translating that over to, you know, there's always more you can discover about God, always more that you can do for him. So it's very multifaceted. The mission, I like to say, has become so much more than I ever imagined, which is like a total pun. But people have kind of taken this always more and made it mean what it means to them. And it's just been crazy. Like a hundred people have it tattooed on their bodies and it's just insane to see how it's grown and how the Lord's used it. So those are kind of the two main things that we do now being 50 and always more. And, um, from that, you know, we've created resources and then we have our first book that's publishing April 2nd. So yeah, hands and a lot of fires, but those are sort of the main things. Yeah. Just launched a podcast a few months back and we've just been loving that. So that's been super fun too, but yeah, that's the it. sparks note.
0: <laughs> I want to like pause even on the like hands and a lot of fires, it, too many Yeah, I think I'm mixing metaphors at this point, but I would say, first of all, I want to encourage you and I want to encourage women who are listening because I feel that a lot. Interestingly, hilariously this morning, I was an, guest on a podcast and she did what I just did to you. Like, tell me what, what all you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the past few years, I have felt a twinge of shame hmm. when I list all that I do. <laughs> when I say yeah. like, we started a church, my husband and I, lead a church, I have four kids, yeah. I have two small businesses, I, yeah. books. I travel to teach. I uh-huh. felt like a twinge of shame about that. And mm. our our stuff is is interesting because people can say it online. But what I notice is that most women and particularly probably a lot of our listeners feel like hmm. they have too many irons in the fire. Like maybe they're having yeah. at their kids' school and they're also, yeah. um, you know, trying to get better at CrossFit or they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, yeah. can I do yeah. so many things? And mm-hmm. can I invest in so many things? And I know that there's a lot of freedom in quitting. And I've found a lot of freedom in quitting. There have been a lot of things that I've been a part of that I've had to step away from a lot of small things, a lot of big things. But I also just want to say, and maybe you can speak into this a little bit too, but I just don't want to get to heaven and the Lord mm-hmm. say, like, you missed it. You, I gave yeah. all these gifts to Shepard and... I think there's so much wisdom about doing them in the right time and and even like taking our time and and knowing like some gifts are not for now. Yes. But I just want to affirm you and encourage you and say it may be that you tried a lot at first or you started a lot or that, Mm -hmm. you know, or that it may be a lot in this season and that it may whittle down or it may grow no more. And I want to encourage our listeners, too, to just know stewarding what you've been given, even if from the outside, it looks like just too much. Yes. is is between you and the Lord, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, that's amazing and resonates on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been something for us where, you know, now transitioning into motherhood you know, I'm a very like passionate person. I get super, I'm very intense personality, um, like super hard worker, you know, to, to a fault to the point where it affects my health and things like that. And I have just been learning in this past year, like I want my mission to first be to my marriage and to my daughter and future children. And that transition of being this like hardworking mission driven, you know, like Coming from that world of just being able to give so much time to work and to, you know, those kinds of things, entrepreneurial, whatever avenues and things that we've been able to create and do. And now going, like, okay, well, hold on, like, you know, this is, <laughs> mm-hmm. children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. Like, I believe that. And I, I think, like, that. I want that to be my first mission, but I also feel this like torn between loving what I do and feeling like very cold to it. But then like you said, there's some things where I've just gone, you know, no, not yet. You know, not now this is, this is for later, you know, speaking, being one of them. I do not speak. I don't, take on any speaking engagements because it's just, it's, I know I can do that someday, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and most of the people that do speak, like they're older, they're not 26 and having kids, you know, Mm -hmm. all the travel and the work that goes into that. And so like, that's just one thing, you know, there's a million things that I probably said yes to, that I did need to say no to too, but that's one example of something that I've just gone, you know, I don't want my my giftings and talents and passions to outpace God's timing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, that's a, you know, constant battle for me. I have not got that down yet. <laughs> I'm just constantly being convicted of it. But one thing that I've just had to like really remind myself, I feel like I need to be told it every single day um, is odd. Like, I feel like the Lord kind of spoke this to me a couple years ago. And then I've really, really clung to it in the past year. And that is, Audrey, I care more about what I'm doing in you than through you. Yes. And for me, I'm like, I'm a through you person. I'm like, God's going to use me. He's going to do these things through me. I, God, like sign me up. What do you want? How do you want to use me? Like use all of me, squeeze me until I'm burnt out and run down. You know what I mean? And he's just like, no, no, no. Like I want to do some things in you and I want you to just spend time with me and not be so focused on, you know, all of those things that you've, Feel like you're doing for me, but like the best thing you can do for me is just abide, which is my word for 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just yeah. be with me, you know. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now in our season of life. So, mm, I love
0: yeah. that okay. I'm curious if you could say if out of all of those different. Points of mission because absolutely, I believe motherhood is mission. I believe, you know, teaching is mission. I believe business is mission. Mm. I believe it's all mission when we allow it to be. When you say there's an encompassing purpose statement behind that, and I wonder if that's, you know, related to always more. I would say, for example, our listeners have heard me say this before. Mine is that I want to leave everyone I encounter more in awe of God than I found them. So that's That's my mission for motherhood. You know, like I don't want, I don't want at the end of the day, I don't want to be my kid's hero, but I want Jesus to be their hero. I want them to be in mm. awe of him. And that changes the way I mother and it changes the way I podcast and it changes the way I write books and it changes the way I do mission. I mean, the I love I, that. even the way I do business. So is there, is there like a driving sense of like in all of this, this is what I feel called to.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love in awe. And that's, that's amazing. I love that so much. Um, yeah. So for us, I'll be honest, we have been trying to figure out what that is for years. Yeah. And it's because we're very multi-passioned really, yeah. and, and truly we have written down, this isn't going to be our mission statement. You know, this translates from beating 50 to always more to teaching bar three, to parenting, to what, you know, it, it translates to all of the things Yeah. and we just haven't really honed in on that yet, or we've had certain ones, but then we've changed them. And, but I will say at the beginning of this year Jeremy and I went on a marriage retreat, just us and our prenatal counselors and kind of like, I won't get too into it, but we made our marriage mission statement, which is really like kind of our together, we work together and it, it sort of is our work mission statement too, I guess, but it's just a little bit more marriage focused and we've never had that before. And it was really cool to just like sit and think about what that would be and have the time and space carved out to do that. And so it's a working mission statement, but I'll just redo what we do have, which is we want our marriage to be a creative representation of the love of Christ that is refreshing, inviting and igniting. Mm -hmm. And we want to inspire our generation to be intentional with their time, work, words, home and relationships. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of wordy And like, you know, like I said, it's a work in progress, but I think for us, the words that we're really clinging to are. Refreshing and inviting and igniting. Like, we want to be a breath of fresh air to people. We want to be relatable. We want to be in all the things that we do, all the things we write and say. We also want to be an invitation to, like, hey, come as you are. You know, like, we want to be an invitation. We want our home to be an invitation. We want our marriage to be an invitation. But then we also want to ignite people. Like, we want to ignite change. We want to inspire people to be more intentional with their lives. So, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's a work in progress, but. I guess that does fall sort of into our work aspects. I will say like the mission statement with with always more is just inspiring women to always believe in the more that is within them through Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been kind of the mission statement for that, that's been super clear. But in terms of like an overall broad one, you know, the marriage one has just been something that we've, we've sort of crafted in the past few weeks, but last month. Um, but um, it's that. been super helpful. Just yeah. just in having that in the past few weeks has been really helpful. So, yeah. That's I don't know where we are. at.
0: Okay, I want to ask a specific question about your book, and I I've never asked anyone else this question, and so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh oh. <But, laughs> Well, here's the deal. I love my husband. I love working alongside my husband. People who have listened to the podcast before may know we we put on an episode together a few months ago that was just my favorite episode to record. We we work really closely beside each other, and we've been married for 14 years. We're in a season of just extreme fruit after mm. about five to eight years of extreme pain. <laughs> Mm, wow so i shouldn't even say extreme fruit i would just say because what, what we're living in might not be what the world calls fruit but specifically with one another the trust mm. and the joy that we have working together we didn't always have and, and that was really painful to walk through but now we're in this different season um and i i've never asked anyone else this question and you're the perfect person to ask it but especially mm-hmm. in light of the message of the book how yeah. do you handle the kind of interesting shame and heaviness that comes from sharing the joy of your marriage? Because that mm. is the thing.
1: Yeah. You mean like, you know, oh, you're just sharing all the good parts and, and glossing over that, bad parts, like that kind of a response? That piece, that response, the response that
0: is, that I, I just feel like. Often sometimes I don't know how to say like y'all it's really good. Like it's been yes, really yes. hard, but it's really good. And so sometimes there's the shame of like well mine isn't good, so you shouldn't talk about it.
1: Yes. Or,
0: yes. Okay. Yeah, or like you must be hiding something. Mhm. Or yeah. why like why do you want to tell people? And, yep. and for me, so much of it is just I just it's really redemptive. Like it was really bad, and now yeah. it's so much better. I speak to that and and even like working together and writing together How has that been to process?
1: That's a huge part of the reason why we even started beating 50 was because when we got engaged, we had so many people that were like, you know, not close friends and family, but like, you know, acquaintances and random and strangers and people on the internet just being like, Oh boy, buckle up, get ready to lose your freedom. You know, marriage is so hard. And, and no one really like encouraged us that marriage is amazing. And like you said, fruitful and, and a beautiful representation of of God's love and like just all these things, like people were not being encouraging in that way really. So sort of our response to that was beating 50% because we were like, well, hold on, like we're not just gonna share the good parts and say like, oh, marriage is just like joyful and all and amazing and not talk about the challenges, but just to be more careful with our words because our generation is not getting married because they're afraid because all anyone ever tells them is it doesn't work, it's hard, it's gonna fail, you know, trust issue, whatever. And, and I just, for Jared and I, like, we just felt like, you know what, we want to be a different voice in that. We want to be the voice that's like encouraging people about like how amazing it is and can be when you're doing it and preparing for it in a godly way. And I I think like for us, that's been something that we definitely have been shamed on. Like, Oh, you know, you guys are always just sharing like, blah, 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 blah. But like, we've really tried to be super, honest and vulnerable. And we definitely are in our book about the challenges that we've been through, but we try to use the, the word challenges and not like, it's so hard. You know what I mean? Like, because a challenge to me, and I'm an eight on the Enneagram is an exciting thing. I'm like, Oh, it's a challenge. Like, yes, let's get, let's get past it. Whereas hard is kind of like, oh, I don't know. And, and, and I want to give up or whatever. And so I think for us, like the same is true for me with motherhood. I think like, since being a mom, there's been this like, motherhood is so hard. And motherhood is our generation. Same thing again, like people don't want to have kids or they want to have kids later because it's so hard, you know? And it's like, well, hold on, let's talk more about like how amazing it is, you know? And like, It's a it's totally a perspective thing. Like you have to have a good attitude about it and really have like, you know, a godly perspective of what motherhood is and what marriage is. But I've tried to do that with motherhood too. Like, you know what? Here's the challenges I've had as a new mom. There, I'm real honest about those. (laughs) But also, like, here is the beauty that has come from it. Here's what I loved about it. Here's the joy, here's the fruit. And sharing that more than the hard stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, I call that it the. kind of the, answer your question. Yeah, that does. <laughs> I, I call it the like baby shower and wedding shower effect. The like, just wait. Yes. And yes. honestly, believers are some of the worst at this. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, right? It is not how, it is not the language that God gave us. Like, yeah. God speaks in life, He speaks in creation. Let there be. <laughs> like, I want to make, I, I want to bless. And so it's not our native tongue to, to speak. Yeah. About. And discouragement over each other, mm. and I think sometimes as a culture we just need that reminder. Like number one, that's just not helpful. <laughs> number no, yeah. two, like I think a lot of it. This is like even nerdier, but I think <laughs> a lot of it has to do with cognitive dissonance, and we mm, yeah we don't say like real words about what about what we feel, and so we only know how to mm. say the extreme of like marriage is the best, it's the best. Here's my like shiny super filtered picture. Like we're so happy when inside we're dying or only know how to say, Oh, this is the worst. You're going to lose all your freedom. But, but Mm -hmm. truth and reality is so much more nuanced than that. And we have to, we have to use real words and the cognitive dissonance comes in because when we use such extreme language, we don't believe ourselves anymore. Mm. And we don't believe God anymore. And so, you know, we don't believe that he's in the nuance. We don't believe in the like, man, Mm. I love my husband, but today it's been tough, you know,
1: we're we're Mm -hmm. working
0: through some stuff that's really challenging and actually doesn't feel very good but Mm. we're committed and we're you know it's it's just Mm -hmm. super interesting so I've just loved watching y'all navigate that and I just wanted to like hold space for a second and say I'm so glad you're using hopeful life-giving language that's also honest and that's what I see in the book so thank you say a little bit more about like your best prayer your
1: best hope for this book so really like it's, it's funny cause it is basically the subtitle of the book, but I mean, we hope that it is an inspiration, a resource and a tool to help people pursue creatively, date intentionally and love faithfully and wherever they're at in their love story, you know, date intentionally, if they're married 20 years or date intentionally, if they're single and dating. You know what I mean? And pursue creatively in the courting phase and pursue creatively in the 25 years married, phase. like just, and to love faithfully when you're single and to love faithfully, you know? So I think like this book, a lot of it is our journey from our first date to our wedding day and we kind of flash back and forth into marriage a little bit too, but really like, I hope that it can serve people who are single and not married and not even dating. And also all the way up into people like my parents that maybe would be refreshed by it or re-inspired by it or inspired to love more creatively, even in having been married for so long, you know? So yeah, that's, that's really the heart behind it. Okay. I'm going to ask you
0: to say a dreamy wild thing and, and maybe you don't have (laughs) to wild answer. But if you do, I'd love to hear it. But do you think the demographic of 50% of marriages ending in divorce can change?
1: It is changing. Um, <laughs> this is gonna, okay, this is gonna sound though kind of negative. Okay. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> okay, it is actually going down. The divorce rate is going down. There were some articles that came out about a year ago, or maybe it's like six months ago, that were talking about how the divorce rate is going down. I think a lot of it though has to do with that less people are getting married right. or waiting to get married later. So there, I know that I guess sounds kind of negative, um, but. I do think like, I mean, my hope, I would be stupid to not say that that's my hope because that is so much a part of our mission and what we do and love and are passionate about. So like, absolutely. Our hope would be that like this book and other books like this, that people have created and other resources like this, that people created would help our generation to just be more intentional in like how they're preparing for pursuing and protecting their love stories. And I think that there is hope. I think that there is hope for our generation. I think that there is a lot more tools out there and, and, and resources for people to cling to or find or discover if they want to, you know, I think a lot of it is just like, we need to stay humble and (laughs) and believe that we can always keep learning about, you know, uh, more ways to do that. So.
0: Which you guys do so well. And I want to say, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm sure there are sad pieces of people not getting married as quickly and maybe not getting married as often, but I'm blessed by the cultural shift in the church that is telling specifically single women like your purpose is not to get married
1: yeah
0: and and even the the lie of like motherhood being you know the chief calling like that's not scriptural yeah a lot of people would speak that and say like you know I mean obviously you the best thing you can do that sounds it's starting to sound crazy to us but 20 years ago that was (laughs) preached from pulpits yeah and there were women you know just five years older than me and 10 years older than me that would preach that as as truth, as gospel mm. truth, when it's physically not in scripture anywhere.
1: Mm, um,
0: yeah. When when biblically we see not only moms ministering alongside Jesus, but we see single women investing in the ministry of Jesus and and following mm-hmm. him and ministering alongside of him, not just Jesus, but also in the old testament. And so I'm not super discouraged. I, I got married super young. Nick and I got married. I was 20 on the day of our wedding. And, um, oh, awesome. Yeah, and I'm so grateful. I'm so glad God wrote our story that way. But I'm at the like devastating point in life where the friends who got married, you know, the summer mm. got married and the summer after and all these friends that we kind of grew up with and walked through young adulthood with, 50% of them are divorced. And it's... Wow. It's sad. Mm -hmm. And maybe if not 50%, you know, maybe 30. And it's so discouraging to see friends that were like your closest friends and, and that you, you kind of started this whole thing with, with wide eyes and Mm -hmm. expectation, you know, seeing them not be married anymore is devastating. And so as I'm now ministering to women in their twenties, in their early twenties, in their mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, seeing Mm -hmm. them say like, I, my main goal in life is to run hard after God and to make disciples. And if God believes that it's best for me to do that alongside a man, then I will do that yeah um, I'm so encouraged by that yeah by that cultural yes. shift when it's when it's mission minded and when it's mm-hmm. out to glorify God so I just want
1: yes. to speak that it's good it's good
0: hey friends we're gonna break right here for a second and I want to share something quickly with you a theme for me this year I sense God taking me back to Psalm 18 and this idea that he has brought me out to a spacious place and I want to live under the belief that he's brought me out to a spacious place. One thing I love about our partnership with West Rock Coffee is that they want to provide a spacious place for their coffee growers. They want them to feel encouraged. They want them to feel equipped. They want them to be given the tools they need to live abundantly and also to do their jobs unto the glory of God and change the world world while they're at it. West Rock Coffee believes in people and not just the drive to survive, but to live with dignity and to achieve greatness and to experience abundance right where they are. You've heard me talk about West Rock, how I love how they partner with individual farmers and what they're doing in the world, but I just wanted to put that on the table today that I think part of living a spacious life for me, part of living a life where I believe God can move and can do things and can grow and can shift me is partnering with companies where I see the leaders of those companies doing the same thing and not just for themselves, but for their employees and for their customers as well. That's why I love Westrock because they are about abundance. They are about providing great opportunities, and they are down to change the world, one cup of coffee at a time. You can get West Rock Coffee on my favorite place, amazon.com. excited for this book you guys it comes out on april 2nd you can get it on amazon or anywhere books are sold i'm so grateful that you say that you want to see the 50 percent change and i hope that all our women listening know that whatever mission god has given them they can say wild dreamy things and believe in his restoration and his work and hope and his power in Amen. through those things so Anything else you just want to share with women who are trying to use what they've been given for the glory of God and the good of others?
1: Oh man, (laughs) there's there's so many ways I can answer that. It's like, I don't even know where to start. I will say this is one thing. There's been a tool that has really helped me in the past four or five months. Have you heard of the five minute journal? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I just think it's been so helpful for so many reasons and so many ways in my life. And I'm not like (laughs) partnering with them or anything. I just, it's so easy, so simple. It's like two minutes in the morning and two minutes right. It is such a like gratitude tool. Also like looking back on my day and going, these are the three things I accomplished that day, as opposed to here's my to list to do list for tomorrow that I probably won't get done in a year. You know what I mean? Like, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that at night I'm like rapid fire, like writing these like crazy long to-do lists, but instead it shift my mindset to go like, here's the three things that I did accomplish today and focus more on like what I did get done than what I still haven't. And then there's one part of the journal where there's, it's like a line for you to proclaim, proclaim basically a truth of your day or something that you need to be reminded of that day. And, and that really like sort of points me back to Jesus. of like, okay, well, like, what is that for me today? What do you have for me? What are you trying to speak to me? What do you want to remind me of? So that's just been a super helpful tool, you know, wherever you're at, like for anybody, I just think it's just been amazing. So I really love that just lately. I love great. that.
0: That's such yeah. a good, that's such a good example. Hey, thank you so much for just sharing a snippet of where you're at. We're also super, super, super grateful for you and to Jeremy's ministry and all you guys are doing to impact marriages and women and the ministry
1: of people all over. Thank you so much, this is so fun, I loved it.